0: Welcome to CIO Talk Radio with your host Sanjo Gall. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are strictly those of the host, guests, and callers. Here's Sanjo Gall.
1: Good morning, and welcome to CIO Talk Radio. To learn more about the show, please visit www.ciotalkradio.com. Today's topic is new normal, new IT leader, and first six months. And our guests for today's show are Daniela Criviano Gaita, who's the CIO with the hospital of six children in toronto good morning daniela how are you
2: i'm good good morning everyone
1: so life treating you good
2: absolutely we had a beautiful I like, summer I like,
1: beautiful and i like the energy in your voice too which is <laughs> awesome and we also have ron lechkar who's the uh, chief information officer and ingredient good morning ron how are you doing uh
3: very well good morning to you and everybody on the call
1: And uh, so how is Chicago treating you? I'm in Chicago too. I know I'm looking outside. It's a beautiful weather, green trees and pressure building within the organizations. How is that mix treating you?
3: It's doing well. Our company is doing very well and the weather is cooling down finally after an incredibly hot summer for Chicago.
1: Yes, I was almost thinking Chicago is going to turn Miami and we'll have beaches here. I think so. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, last but not the least we have carlos ramos who's the cio with the state of california good morning carlos how's your coffee
4: good morning sanjog well right now i'm working on a bloody mary so the coffee's still on the way
1: ah so so you start early right that's how that's it goes right. okay it great right all right so so listeners this is the premise so we we were looking at uh, different topics and of course one of the main thing that comes up especially for organizations who are inviting new cios or for the leaders themselves who are joining new organizations and they anyway have to prove themselves etc but there comes the new normal which means economic uncertainty competitive pressures uh, destructive innovation being created people scratching their heads on how the world is going to earned in the next few months, let be for the next few years. So it's so unpredictable environment. So how does a CIO who assumes that top dog position in IT leadership is going to handle what's going to happen to them next? With that said, Daniela, the first question I will ask you is that when you suppose, like I'm assuming that you have been in this role for quite some time, but then even as you are going about your journey as a top leader... How is it changing, and how is that not-so-obvious challenge set, which is associated being in new normal?
2: Daniela, Yes, very good question. Indeed, everything is changing around us nowadays, and as organizations' dependence on IT solutions grew in the last couple of years, so did the need to maintain high-quality information to support business decisions. Nowadays, organizations across the world and in all industries expect to achieve strategic goals and realize business benefits through the effective and innovative use of IT. Organizations also expect to achieve operational excellence through reliable and efficient application of technology. That is the reason why frameworks like COVID have been developed and introduced in the IT world The focus of these frameworks is to maintain IT-related risk at an acceptable level, to optimize the cost of IT services and technology, and to support compliance with relevant laws, regulations, contractual agreements, and policies. All of this creates the tension between the need for IT to be innovative and nimble and the need to follow strict and rigid processes and procedures. And this is the new normal.
1: All right, so with that said, uh, Carlos, if I were to give you COVID today, what will you do with it? Because it is essentially, and, and th- th- I'm just building upon what uh, Daniela mentioned, do you think you can truly follow a framework or you will have strategy of the day or the week to be able to really even survive in this this interesting times?
4: Well, you know, Sanjog, I would say that um, you can follow frameworks to, in terms of being successful, but uh, I think the new normal is going to call for folks to be able, able to be flexible and think on your feet as well. And I'll give you an example of what I mean. In government, uh, one of the, the interesting twisted realities of the new normal is that as resources are shrinking, as governments are shrinking, as the economy you know goes through its gyrations, very often that drives the need for more, gov- more services from government or for more people to come to government for help. And so as a CIO in government, you have to find a way to make do with more resources or with fewer resources at a time when demand is peaking. So I think frameworks work well, and they're a good way to establish a base and a, and a process for um, for the way that you operate and the way for, of running, especially technology operations. But at the same time, things are changing so frequently and so uh, quickly in government that you have to be flexible and not stick so rigidly to frameworks that you're not able to achieve uh, the sorts of objectives and the sorts of demands that folks are going to have from the government CIO.
1: Now, sometime back, we did a show about could you actually be fostering rigid IT? And the reason that comes up is like we are talking about framework. That's how the conversation started. So, Ron, do you think when the world around you is fluid, can you afford to be rigid?
3: No. I think that as we look at the new normal and the changes that we've been experiencing in the past couple of years, They are new because of the pace of change that's happening in our business, whether you're in business, in private, public, or or in uh, academic. You have to be able to adapt and be flexible, as Carlos mentioned, uh, within IT as a service organization. I think it all starts, though, for a CIO that's new in the position. He or she really has to understand, which has been forever, those objectives of the business. Is the business needing, or the uh, to hunker down, or does it need to grow? But we, IT has to be flexible. And uh, in an example, of what if they they want to grow, they can grow, uh, and they're going to buy another company. Is IT going to be an obstacle or a tool in which we can integrate faster? And uh, can IT offer functions, uh, business, the business, different functions like consolidating um, uh, back office and and creating shared services? so that the operation can become more efficient and cut costs. So I think the key today, which is not that much different than it has been for years, is IT has to be flexible. And what's so important today is our world and our economy is changing so rapidly that IT cannot be rigid. Uh, It will fail and the business will fail if they're not able to adapt to the changing business world.
1: Now. Where many things could be fuzzy when it comes to the changes around us, and we are still like babies trying to learn this new approach to how people want to produce solutions and products and the the way people want to consume. So, Daniela, do you think a blind will lead other blind when a CIO comes and says, I will tell you how to do it or CEO tells you what they want, uh, especially in this new age and new normal?
2: Well, you know, I don't think uh, that should be the scenario that should be contemplated here, you know, with blind uh, driving the blind. I think the key is a successful dialogue between business and IT, too. I think, you know, Ron said it's very nice try to understand what are the business needs, is the business trying to grow or not, I believe Ron's mentioned. I think that's exactly the key here, understanding what the business needs and how the um, IT department and the IT solutions can enable the business to achieve its uh, goals. That's the key, and you cannot, so, you know, have that without, you know, a meaningful dialogue between uh, the business and, uh, and IT, and that should happen at all the levels of the organization, at the executive level, at you know, manager level, frontline staff level. The dialogue should be there.
1: Now, Carlos, if you were to take a look uh, at a typical day for you. Do you, every time when, you know, as you go about handling challenges, new situations, are you able to say deja vu every time? What percentage of time do you say, man, this is something new?
4: You know, you would be surprised at how often the problems that seem to crop up are the same. Uh, in my job, I have the, the uh, responsibility of providing oversight for about 200 different state agencies, many of which have their own CIOs and their own IT operations, and you would be surprised at how many times, whether working on a, on a technology project or providing oversight to the technology operations of a department, we end up running into the same sorts of issues and challenges over and over again. Uh, so I would say most of the time I, would, I find myself saying deja vu, saying, you know, how do we keep this from happening again or becoming a challenge that just keeps hitting us time and time again? Uh, once in a while, you get a new a new challenge, but not, not as often as, as you would really think. Most of the time, it's the lack of connection between business and IT, uh, the lack of, of a coordinated, structured approach to the way you run operations. Uh, some of the challenges that come around security end up being the same ones over and over again. So I would say that's most of the time. I'm not really surprised by by new problems. I'm surprised that we're experiencing the same problems over and over.
1: With that said, Ron, do you think it is a good, like if you were to diagnose a disease, is this a good symptom to see that people are making the same mistakes over and over? That's why the CIO is getting to see and address the same challenges over and over. Are they not basically working on making new mistakes?
3: you know i think it i don't think it is a good thing that we see the and i agree with carlos uh, you do see the same problems occurring and i think the uh, thing that we have to take away from it uh today is that going back to the framework discussion Getting really IT running uh, like a utility company or where it used to be talked about that it is always there and it's able to function, it's able to react versus reacting to the business needs that pop up every so often. I think the pace of change and the pace at which we're getting the problems is pretty high now, pretty fast. And I think that what we have to really look for is putting in that infrastructure of process to deal with this change. We know what's happening. We know what happened in the past when either you're acquiring or you're cutting cost, or you know, all kind, buying another company and trying to bring them in and integrate it. You're going to know all those problems, what could happen. So, uh, CIOs really have to start building that foundation of process by which. IT is managed, and how uh, business gets IT solutions to help uh, help their business uh, address their objectives and requirements. So I think that the uh, you know going back to framework, that's a good thing where you would need it is really establishing a strong framework for process on how IT is used, so that when these problems come up again, maybe the next time we'll be prepared and we'll help uh, expedite the solution and eliminate it for the future.
1: So with that said, Daniela, do you think if, suppose, a predecessor came and did the right job or right, I'm defining, where they put a framework in place where there are processes, do you think this person can have a one-month vacation and nobody will notice or you will still need something which keeps breaking that framework or breaks that process or you've got to do some innovation which keeps you alive and keep getting your paychecks?
2: So it I think, let's put the paycheck aside, yes, I think.
1: Well, that's it's, important, right? The paycheck is important.
2: It is important, but I, I, I think, you know, the motivation is to try to do something that will change and will transform, you know, the business, will bring, you know, a benefit to someone else directly or indirectly, yes? and that's where i think is the challenge here in the sense, in one sense so we were talking about you know um, same issues and challenges and you know people having uh, deja vu when those issues and challenges occur um, and that's true not only in our professional lives but in our personal lives as well you know so in on one hand you see changes in practices and approaches uh, every day and yet fundamentally speaking you know things did not do not change too much So it's almost, you know, a tension here between, you know, uh, changes, a lot of changes or a change in the pace of, you know, doing work or um, reacting to work. So there are changes and yet there are some things that do not change. And that tension is actually what I think makes our lives very interesting and, you know, why, you know, you constantly have to think outside the box and find solutions.
1: All right. Let's take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, uh, Carlos, how about putting you on a spot where you are a newbie who's going into a new organization in the new normal? Okay. Keep your your capital aside, which you have earned or, or and acquired or accrued over time, which is your experience. And now you're put in this situation. What would you do? Please stay tuned, listeners. We'll be right back.
5: We live in an instant-on world, mobile and connected. To compete, you want data center flexibility so you can adapt quickly to changing business needs while keeping information safe. Introducing Enterprise Cloud Compute Services, HP's solution for managing secure servers, storage, and networks, delivered as a service. Pay only for what you need. Create order out of chaos. The instant-on enterprise is here. Are you ready? Start shaping your cloud at hp.com.
0: From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are listening to CIO Talk Radio. To learn more about the show, please visit www.ciotalkradio.com. If you have a question or comment, call toll-free 1-866-472-5790. Now back to the show, here's Sanjo Gall.
1: Welcome back. So, Carlos, you are a newbie, a new IT leader, and you're put on to this new job. You you got all congratulations and kudos about landing this new job, and you know this is the new normal. Describe your week or two first couple of weeks that you would have liked to handle this, and no capital in terms of your experience that you have today.
4: So, um, actually, this is not too far off of an experience for me, as I just stepped into this job just a little over a year ago. And so um, I did get a lot of the congratulations, but one of the things that I got which also surprised me was a lot of condolences, (laughs) I think, from people that knew what the challenges were that came with the job. So in terms of capital that, that I think I brought to it and that actually have helped me out quite a bit, uh one of them is just the fact that people do come up to you and talk to you and tell you um, everything that they think that that was wrong with the with the organization that you're inheriting or that you're taking over. Uh so I would say as a new CIO one of the great lessons that I learned was really listen to folks when they they come in and tell you uh what things your agency could be doing or your your uh organization could be taking on or maybe learn from some of the mistakes that that folks will tell you about what your predecessors may have done. Um, that that's actually a very good source of of information and maybe some insight into what are the challenges are going to be. The other thing that I think um, really sometimes does help is to bring in the, that fresh perspective. It's important to know you know what what an organization has done and what its challenges are. Sometimes just having a new set of eyes come in and say, let's look at how what are the some of the remedies, some of the options for addressing what uh, those challenges are. Uh, Sometimes having that fresh set of eyes really does help and and brings maybe some new solutions to bear. And then finally, I would say the other area of capital is to go in and listen first to your customers, secondly to the folks that work for you within your organization, and ask them, what do you think the organization could be doing better? What What are our resources and our assets that we have that we can bring to bear? And also listen to business partners. In in California, we do a lot of business with technology firms that help the state either put new systems in place or maintain their current operations. And a lot of times they have a very unique insight into some of the challenges that you're facing. Um, So I would say those are both, those are all different uh, assets that you can bring to the job as a newbie.
1: Ron, um, what Carlos just mentioned, this this major uh, first thing that you have to do is listen. Now, that becomes very subjective and it could take different forms. You go in there to listen. You got people who may have an agenda and then there would be uh, some uh, grapevine type of information that you'll get. And then you can only probe so much before you're seen as someone who's trying to take somebody's job away. How do you truly listen when you are? in in that situation and you are not a pro listener if you will since you are a newbie
3: yeah i think that uh... i've been with the company i'm with for five years now and came in as a new person from the you know outside and uh... It, you know inheriting a group uh... and an international uh... responsibility and i think what the the point about listening is there's it's two-way it it's preparing for those discussions with the business people uh, face-to-face discussions with the business people and uh, the people that work for you it's getting really uh, prepared before you go into those discussions so you can ask them relatively good uh, questions so you can dig out and understand better what are the issues I mean we can I walked in an organization where IT was not a problem so there was no problem and you know my job was somewhat don't break it And we had a new uh, direction we were taking and trying to really find that balance of the IT people were well-received and well-respected by the business, which is a great thing to happen or have, and uh, you're coming in to do what? So you really got to go in with – Clear understanding of why you were hired. You have to go in and prepare so you can talk and hear and learn about the business before you can recommend change. Uh, you know, you're coming in, as you said, a new person without the capital of experience. So don't walk in thinking you can change the world tomorrow, but come in with a sense of, uh, trying to understand their business first. Then based on that and talking with your team, you can help develop that strategy to take the company to the next level with IT. But it all starts with preparing, not just listening, but preparing so you can have a two-way dialogue with the business people and the IT people and and not to cast or make the assumptions uh, too fast because your your knowledge is going to change, you're going to hear different views, and you need to have some time, and time could be uh, several months, to kind of digest all that information and figure out how to, how to develop that uh, path forward.
1: When, Danielle, a question for you, With based on what Ron said, you come, you listen, you digest in a few months, the question here is, who did you, suppose you got all this information coming from all direction, what would you be able to validate and how in order for you to say, okay, my decision is based on X, Y, Z data points I've collected through all these discussions that I've had?
2: Yes, I, that's a very important aspect of, you know, the first couple of weeks in the new role regardless if it is a brand-new organization or in the same organization but in a different role, um, it's extremely important to take the time and uh, understand what are the needs of the organization, what are the pain points, and where do we need to go from where we are today. I have always applied a five-rules approach. Uh, First, determine where the organization is with its IT strategy and also where does it want to be, uh, consult with both IT staff and business staff, and as many as possible, and yes, yes, listen carefully to their feedback. Uh, you know, Both Carlos and Ron mentioned about listening. It's extremely important to listen carefully to all the feedback that you receive, and then spend time to analyze that feedback and work with the other senior leaders of the organization to firm then the strategy based on all this uh, feedback determine what needs to be done in the short term to move the strategy forward, and then finally establish the long-term plans. But the key here is step number two, which is consultation with you know, as many people as possible. Once I actually consulted with 300 people when I took on a new role. Yes, it takes time, but it's absolutely valuable information that you can gather through that consultation process
1: at what point uh, Carlos do you think the honeymoon is over because you could first come and say I'm listening and then you can say digesting and the people on the other side saying when is this person going to do anything
4: you know in, in my experience uh, I just wanted to share with you when I first started in, in my job one of the things that I did is I went around and met with all of the other uh, policymakers in government the, the other cabinet secretaries um, I, I sit on the governor's cabinet so I met individually with each of the cabinet secretaries to listen to them as to what were their challenges, what were they trying to achieve from a business perspective, what were their big program goals, those sorts of things. I think the point at which uh, the honeymoon would be over is when they believe that I no longer care, that that their their program priorities or their business priorities are no longer the priorities that are driving my decisions in, in technology or driving my work in technology. Um, So I work very hard to make sure that that doesn't happen, make sure that, that the business side of the house understands that I'm there in partnership for them and with them to help them achieve their business or programmatic goals.
1: What message do you send when there is an inaction? Inaction means besides just talking to people and massaging that information and analyzing it, but that's not resulting in some specific steps being identified and or taken perhaps somebody would at the top think about this as inaction or lethargy. Is that a risk? Uh,
4: yeah, I think it is a risk if all you do is talk about it. So uh, in addition to talking about it, you have to set out some specific goals for yourself or some specific measurable accomplishments. The, the opposite of when, when people stop trusting you or when the honeymoon is over is a way of extending the honeymoon is to actually deliver value to them. Find out, as I said, what are their business priorities, what are the big challenges that they're trying to trying to work with, and then find some way to either help them achieve them or to help help uh, further their opportunity to meet those. In government, that could be everything from putting in place a, a very tricky or, or complex system to issue new licenses or some new permitting or case management system or something along those lines, but finding a way to... to actually deliver something of tangible value to them helps to extend the honeymoon
1: Ron people say that it is impossible to please everyone and being in the in the top position is like a game that game has to be played would you at from, from the get-go as you enter an organization, would have a balanced, schemed, uh, a playbook type of an a set of action items which will allow you to safeguard your position and your role and your job alongside value creation, or it would be one or the other.
3: Well, I think um, yeah, I know it's hard, but you got to kind of remove yourself from uh, worrying about that security part of the your job as a new person, and really go after the value um you need to create that value or show uh, a way of creating that value and that in itself is going to help secure the job your job uh and you're correct there are politics and uh things in every walk of life and you have to find that kind of balance and i think the way and this is not just for an it person but anybody is that as you meet people when you learn about the business and maybe there's conflict or maybe uh... you know you're not perceived high up by some you have to work with the facts and the issues for the business and take the personalities out uh... your own included and really try to develop a a, a relationship a business relationships with folks by understanding what their needs are and uh... you know addressing them as best you can with i t strategy and and solutions you may not succeed, and I don't think it's uh, you know uh, odd that people don't succeed in winning over uh, everyone in an organization, especially when it's very large. But I think as you move forward with your career and, and, and as a CIO and you develop those relationships and you deliver, on what you say you're going to deliver, and you deal with the facts, I think you can help minimize that concern about your own uh, job or your own security, and you'll quickly start to show uh, that value proposition uh, and as why they hired you.
1: Let's take a quick break, listeners. When we are back, Daniela, question for you will be that if you are going in and you are trying to, of course, the, the fact that a new person has been brought on board means that the person who was doing before, they had some reasons to 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 move out, or or in some cases, there's something to be changed and you want to build your own foundation. To what degree can you stretch the expectations, the imagination, and what you make people do in terms of getting the end result? May it be executive management, the people above you and below you. To what degree do you have the immunity that You could, you are allowed to make mistakes. You are allowed to rub people, not exactly the wrong way, wrong way, but at least stretch them and get them out of their comfort zone. Please stay tuned. We'll be right back.
0: When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network.
5: We live in an instant-on world, mobile and connected. To compete, you want data center flexibility so you can adapt quickly to changing business needs while keeping information safe. Introducing Enterprise Cloud Compute Services, HP's solution for managing secure servers, storage, and networks delivered as a service. Pay only for what you need. Create order out of chaos. The instant-on enterprise is here. Are you ready? Start shaping your cloud at hp.com.
0: When it comes to business,
5: you'll find the experts here.
0: Voice America Business Network. You are listening to CIO Talk Radio. To learn more about the show, please visit www.ciotalkradio.com. If you have a question or comment, call toll-free 1-866-472-5790. Now back to the show, here's Sanjo Gallo.
1: Welcome back. So, Daniela, how much immunity do you think you can get or you get when you are new in a position, you're trying to establish yourself and you're trying to make sure that whatever was done in the past, which may have caused harm, is no longer done. So you pull people out of their comfort zone, rattle their chains a little bit.
2: Sure. So obviously as a new leader in the organization, you are being given some initial credibility by the organization in the new role. So what you have to do is to just simply you know, leverage that initial credibility and enhance it by delivering concrete results. And how do you go about doing that is obviously by uh, not being afraid of asking any questions, understanding the background, what has been tried in the past and what did not work, And why are critical – and why? Those are the critical pieces of information. So the focus needs to be on the business aspect, as we previously discussed, and also what is IT doing well, and what are the areas where improvement would be required. And I will always ask this question of both IT and business people, so you can determine if there is a gap between what IT thinks of IT and what the other areas of the organization think of IT.
1: Now, as you're part of you doing it, sometimes there's a fine line. Carlos, so what could be a fine line where you stretch people, rattle their chains, and also get fired if you go <laughs> overboard?
4: Well, so um, in, in government, there's a couple of areas where you can really stretch people and, and rattle their cage. So uh, I'll give you an example of something that we've done here in California, which I think may not have been handled in the best of ways um, uh, that actually had those sorts of... Uh, I mean, nobody got fired over it, thankfully, but uh, one of the big things that we've been doing in California is undergoing a consolidation of raised floor space or data center space. Uh, so what that has meant is that as a state, we've gone out to, different, uh, to the, the different state agencies and said, you have to get rid of your data centers or you have to move your technology systems into the state's central data center the challenge with that has been that you're asking people to give up resources in some cases to give up control of uh, their technology environment where we went wrong as well is that uh... we promised our legislature and our decision-makers that there would be massive savings associated with the with the consolidation And you know there will be savings associated with it but we promised them all in the first year and right away and and way out of proportion to what was actually achieved so what ended up happening is uh agencies in many cases were forced to move their systems oftentimes at a cost to them and then uh on top of that they were they were also assessed um, a savings amount meaning their budgets were cut. That was a really good way of getting people really <laughs> rattled and really uh upset at our centralized IT uh organization. I think in hindsight we should have handled that a little bit differently. Uh maybe Taking taking uh, systems to a central data center at a more natural breaking point in their life cycle, maybe at technology refresh, for example, rather than saying, "Okay, we're going to move everybody by this you know firm fixed deadline," because that's the deadline that we promise people.
1: Ron, when someone comes into an organization, as part of their interview process, I'm sure they put the best PR face they can. And I'm sure while there are tough questions asked, even the executive management or whosoever you talk to within that organization uh, tells good stories. And, of course, they tell some of the challenges, but maybe they would sugarcoat them. Whatever information you gather and you uh, basically make a decision to have this marriage happen and you come on board, how do you what, what are the different questions, the questions which are different from what you asked initially, what what all those new questions should be? And what have you typically seen people have to watch out for when they see a behavior change? What type of behavior change from the other parties, which is executive management or the people who you spoke with before, which which would give you an idea how to handle this?
3: I think that in, in every organization, in, in my case, in the past, where I used to work before and here, we went through a lot of change and you know in understanding why are they hiring you like you said at the beginning they may sugarcoat it a bit uh... but or and you may not be able to get all the nuts and bolts of what the issues are until you get on board and i think as you get on board we talked a bit about this throughout the conversation today uh... going and trying to understand what the what the issues are and why you were brought in and then you start to uncover things and i think you can sense that when you um, start meeting with the different business people and really digging into the uh... business digging into the issues or needs uh, that they have of it, you may uncover things that you didn 't know about when you took uh, on the job or when you came in but i don 't think you should be surprised by that because you were brought in for a reason, and I think you should just expect that there will be some things you won 't know obviously at the interview, and you 'll have to learn to work through it but I think you know we talked before a little bit about you know uh, the things that happen over and over, and I think that the CIO um, coming in has to have the courage to um, make mistakes because you're never going to have all that information and these things that are somewhat hidden underneath uh, that you don't know about until you come on board. I think you have to go in with the mind that these will happen and you may uh... be surprised and you have to have the courage to make mistakes and have the confidence uh... to set a direction to help the organization because it's it's not new uh... just we talked about before so many things that happen over and over uh... these surprises these changes are not new and a new cio coming in has to expect that and i don't think should be surprised by it and uh... demonstrate that confidence and leadership to take them on and and, and come up with a strategy and a plan to help fix things Uh, or help improve things for the organization.
1: So, Daniela, what are the top three things that you would do as a newcomer which will get you fired?
2: (laughs) That will get you fired, yes, interesting. Well, I don't know absolutely what, you know, it's an interesting way I never thought on the negative uh, way, yes, Uh, what you can do to get fired. I rather focus on what you should do. To actually deliver, because the reason why you presumably apply for a job and you get the job is because you really want to make a difference, not because you are hoping to get fired in six months, but anyway, so. (laughs) Assuming that there are people who might apply and, you know, try to get uh, fired, I think it's not so much about, you know, getting fired for the sake of getting fired. It's about, you know, the complexity you are dealing with when you take on the new role as a CIO, meaning that it's really you have to get the job done. You have to understand what is required of you. And you have to keep the pace, the pace, yes, with the rest of the organization. Um, you have to build the credit on the initial credibility and to build your own credibility with the rest of, you know, the senior management team. You have to uh, build and engage IT department. So it's really a balancing act. And I think, you know,
1: so then that- so, so a question for you. Where do people mess up? While they don't intend to, but mm-hmm. where do they mess up, which uh, creates a very short stint for them, the one which they just came into? It's, where do they go wrong?
2: I think what, it's what specific I was mistakes say, you know, they, it's, they are not able to do the balancing act, you know, so if you watch, you know, the gymnastic event at the 2012 Olympics in London, you know that it's very difficult not to fall from the balance beam, but in reality, that's what you have to do. You have to deliver an exceptional performance on the balance beam. So I think that's the key here. You know, Maybe they focus too much on only on getting the job done, and they forget about, you know, um, keeping the peace with the rest of the organization. Maybe they don't spend enough time to communicate about, you know, what are the plans. Maybe they don't spend enough time to engage with the organization, or to with the, their own IT teams. So I think, you know, the answer to your question is they are not doing a good job as balancing all those things in the first couple of months.
1: So, Carlos, if you were in a situation where you are going into an organization and uh, suppose you consider IT to be a ball game and maybe executive management and IT and the company to be a ball game and you're a ball coach, why should someone Follow you just because you've got 20 years into in your back pocket, or uh, you you did some gave some good answers in the interview, which the rest of the people don't know about. And there are prima donnas in that team. There are some super performers, then there are some naysayers, and you got to be like a Pied Piper.
4: Well, uh, Sanjay, I would say they should follow me for a couple of reasons, and uh, one of them is a track record of actually delivering uh, on. On the promise of technology, uh, and understanding what are the, the policy and programmatic goals of government. And I think this goes back to the question you asked, uh, earlier about what are the top three mistakes that you, that can get you fired. I'll say one of the, the, well the top three in my opinion are fail to listen to your customers, fail to listen to the folks within your organization, uh, that actually make the organization successful, And, uh, the third mistake being come in acting like you know all the answers, uh, or thinking that you have all the answers. I think it's important to, to really be tied into what is the business, what is the program, what is the organization trying to accomplish, and then to be able to deliver on that. So if I'm, if I'm a coach, if I'm, you know, in the ball game, the reason that I would give my folks, uh, in my organization as why they should follow me is, because I understand what the organization is trying to accomplish. Secondly, because I have a track record of, of not only understanding, but caring about it and delivering and on the promise of technology.
1: Now, without uh, making it any more difficult, Ron, if you were to go into that organization, you're almost getting married, right? You've you got to deal with the whole family. And there will be people who you don't like to work with or they don't like you, don't see eye to eye. But this has to keep happening, or people have to keep living with each other. There's no way out, at least for the most part. So what are your strategies? Just to be the goody-goody CIO who just smiles with everyone when they come across, or you go up front and tell them that you are the the person who wears pants in the house?
3: Um no, I don't think I'd do either, but I think it's, uh, well, like what you said, and I think I made a, a comment earlier, uh, that's real life. You're gonna walk in an organization wherever, and you're gonna end up, uh, you know, finding people that don't see eye to eye, but you have to work with them. Uh, those are the people that you have to get closer to. Uh, and as I said earlier, uh, you have to deal with facts and try to remove politics, which is impossible, but remove it from the discussion, and quickly gain an understanding. Is there this major gap between you and the other person as far as uh, how you should go about some things or uh, they don't even accept your position as a CIO for whatever reason? So I think you have to keep on going and learning about the business, show the respect for the business, and then take your action and then that action may be against or in disagreement with the other person and i think having that healthy debate but keeping it based on facts and business issues not personalities is the only way to overcome that it may never go away and you may never end up having a coffee with that person in the morning but it doesn't mean you should let it go and ignore it I think you have to really go after the people in a a way to establish a reasonable business relationship versus ignoring it which a lot of people do because they don't want to deal with that kind of challenge it's easy to make uh, build relationships with people that see eye to eye uh, but it's more difficult to do it the other way. But those are the ones that are very, very important to develop, and you just—it's—it just takes uh, uh, diligence to keep after it and never give up.
1: What do you think you would do? Or, or, or let me let me rephrase it. How does the organization support you? Are you supposed to be the Hercules, go and make friends with everyone, or is there something done from the people above and below you, which which kind of paves the way for you to have a better, relatively better relationship?
3: Well, I think that getting people above you, uh, in helping make those introductions or developing those relationships is great. That can happen and that generally does happen, but it's not the only way to do it. And in fact, Sometimes, depending on the titles and the positions of people that are above you and the other individuals, uh, it may be more of a pressure. They're only meeting you because of that individual. So I think you have to take it. you got to use it if you can get it, that kind of support from above and below, because as I mentioned earlier, people within IT sometimes have very strong relationships with their business partners. And using those as much as you can, but then I think you need to step out and you need to go and work with these people and develop their relationships so they get to know you and the same thing, you get to know them. So I, I think it helps to have that, but I don't think you should rely on that uh solely.
1: Let's take a quick break. Uh, we'll be right back. Daniela, question for you will be is that when you are coming into a newer organization, and especially in this new normal, you may not really know everything, even though you might think from all different directions, but still it is new, so you've got to explore. If you say to the rest of the world, this is new for me, I'm going to use this as a white sheet of paper and start drawing, you may not be seen in the best light. They'll say that this person is going to experiment on my nickel. But if you say, I know it, and I'm going to deal with it, then there'll be expectations set, which may be like setting yourself up for a failure. So what do you do to raise the bar at exactly the right level so that you're able to have your six months of honeymoon and thereafter have a longevity in your tenure in that organization? Please stay tuned. We'll
5: be right back. Voice America Business Network the bottom line in business. We live in an instant-on world, mobile and connected. To compete, you want data center flexibility so you can adapt quickly to changing business needs while keeping information safe. Introducing Enterprise Cloud Compute Services, HP's solution for managing secure servers, storage, and networks delivered as a service. Pay only for what you need. Create order out of chaos, The instant-on enterprise is here. Are you ready? Start shaping your cloud at hp.com.
0: You are listening to CIO Talk Radio. To learn more about the show, please visit www.ciotalkradio.com. If you have a question or comment, call toll-free 1-866-472-5790. Now back to the show. Here's Sanjo Gall.
1: All right. So, Daniela, you are uh, coming in, and this is new normal. You don't have all the answers. You cannot tell I know it all. You cannot say I don't know enough because both will be not the greatest uh, supporting thing for your career in that organization. How do you balance that?
2: And I think I'm coming back to my previous comment, indeed, about the balancing act. I think, you know, the reality is that for The next six months, you know, the next 12 months, regardless, you know, it's all about finding that, you know, uh, balancing, uh, approach that will enable you to move forward and, you know, start to deliver on uh, some specific business goals and at the same time really understand and, you know, you don't know all the answers, but some things you might learn pretty quickly and you might be able, you know, to start to deliver, which is extremely important as well. Yes. Coming back to the fact that, you know, it's important to um, deliver on projects and initiatives that enable the organization to achieve its business goals. And again, it's coming back to what we discussed before, which is the value creation for the organization. But at the same time, it's important to continue to understand and learn more about the organization uh, itself, about you know the different areas of the organization, and specifically about the IT. Department. I think at the end of the day, uh, it's too important to remember that each member of an IT department is making a contribution to the IT department and the organization as a whole. So the new CIO should therefore spend time learning the individual contributions of all IT staff and engage the IT staff in open discussions through transparent processes.
1: Now, uh, Carlos, you're only as good as your team. So yes, you will do all the experimentation, the analysis, the, the the deductions you'll you'll get to. But then, when it comes to anything and everything with respect to what you'll get done through IT, is based on your team. How quickly would you get to make a decision on changing or or fixing your first level of uh, command?
4: I think that that's something that you should work on continuously. Um, and I think you're absolutely right. You're only as successful as your team uh, is going to take you. So that being the case, one of the most important things you can do as a CIO is to identify who is your team, who are the people that are there now that really have the talent and the drive and, and the motivation to succeed uh, and help those folks to be successful. And if there are folks that, that you need to bring in, identify those folks early and try to gather the best and the brightest. That's actually been for me one of the, one of the really fortunate, uh, uh, experiences for me coming into the job. Many of the positions that, that <laughs> fill on my top leadership, uh, spots are executive level positions that, you know, that change with each new administration. So I've been able to go out and, and gather what I think are some of the best folks in state government to fill those spots. And, and I think it's important. Um, you know, you asked the question, I think it was of Daniela earlier, you know, is about a, a CIO being able to take a month off and nobody noticing it. Um, I think that sh- really should be a goal, and I think that's a real testament to the sort of team that you have in place, both at the leadership level and at the operational level. So one of the strategic goals of a CIO really needs to be uh, staff development and developing your workforce so that um, so that there's somebody there to fill in if you're if you're not. We call it succession planning in government. Uh, I think that's a very critical need, given that technology is part and parcel of the way we do government or the way we do business anymore. You have to have a workforce that's capable of supporting your technology environment.
1: Ron, so now that IT is becoming more visible, it's getting a seat at the table and they're making the organizations, even like as Carlos mentioned, it's becoming strategically important to how an organization even runs. With that said, how does it further compound or expands the, the challenge for you as a person coming into an organization and how do you meet that that increased level of uh, visibility and uh, somebody watching you closely maybe not breathing down your neck
3: yes i think and mentioned this before in our studies there coming out about the board of directors wanting to get it more involved or at least presenting because there's so much uh, that a business depends on in it as well as new technologies like smartphones and tablets and cloud computing that there is a concern from the board about security of uh, the company's information, so that's a new uh thing that's happening uh as well as getting the seat at the table with the executives internally. What I think it does for a CIO, or or requires of a CIO, is that business acumen and that knowledge, uh, communication skills are critical, and the knowledge of a business is critical. So what Daniela talked about before in balancing work, you have also the balancing act between you better know enough about technology, but you better be very strong in the business side uh, to represent IT at levels like a board of directors. And I think for new CIOs coming in, that's something they need to think about to make sure that they're developing those skills whether it's through education whether it's through experience at the office that they can't just focus on technology they really have to present themselves as a leader of the organization it's an exciting time but for some it'll be daunting to get to that level uh, because maybe that's not what they came up in IT for and that's a new I think a new reckoning that uh, uh, individuals have to go
1: through and and prepare for with that said, uh, Daniela, do you think given that uh, like three of you, both like all of you have the, the uh, depth of experience, which to some extent offsets and or helps you handle this uncertain environment, not exactly negatively, but it's a lot of change happening. And because of your experience, you're able to do it. So based on what your grooming was and compare that to the new breed of CIOs who are just entering that level, they are like step up candidates. How would you recommend their grooming be any different so that they do not face those challenges and given that they don't have that experience based capital, they are able to realistically and predictively handle this new normal in the first six months?
2: It's extremely important to be able to coach and mentor the new generation of IT professionals and especially those who you know you see as the future CIOs. Now, granted, you know, you can coach and mentor them based on, you know, your experience and expertise, based on, you know, the uh, lesson learned uh, through your experience. Having said that, you know, would they be facing um, challenges? Absolutely. There will always be challenges as well as opportunities for new CIOs and, frankly, even, you know, for us. You know, people who have already some experience. If we are to go in new roles or if the environment around us will change, there will always be challenges and opportunities. So I think, you know, the key here is also to be able to take, you know, what you, you know so far and then just simply, you know, try to do your best job. Don't get overwhelmed. Don't get distracted. Focus on what needs to be done to advance the organization, a strategic plan, and achieve the business goals and enable your people. They are your most valuable capital.
1: On behalf of the show and our listeners, thank you so much, Daniela, Ron, and Carlos. It was a wonderful, insightful discussion, and I am hoping that our listeners will take a few nuggets away because the normal, the new normal, is, of course, there to challenge you, and there are many organizations who are looking for new IT leaders, and the IT leaders are also ready to get to the next level in their career by joining these organizations. Thank you so much again, and it was a pleasure having all of you.
2: You're welcome. Thank you. Thank Bye. you.
1: And listeners, uh, please send us any questions or thoughts to views at CIOtalkradio.com. That is views at CIOtalkradio.com. Thank you again for listening to CIO Talk Radio. This is Sanjog, all your talk show host. Till next week, take care and God bless.
0: Thank you for tuning in to CIO Talk Radio. To learn more about the show, please visit www.ciotalkradio.com. Join Sunjogal next Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific for another hour of CIO Talk Radio. CIO Talk Radio is brought to you by Citrix, offering go to assist remote support made easy